Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So we were on the call with a client the other day and she begrudgingly said, well, I did get a lead and probably a client from Junior League, but I can't say I'm super excited about it because it feels a little sorority-esque, but <laughs> I did it because you told me to, and I just wanted to follow up and let you guys know that I have officially joined a chamber, and now I feel like I'm 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't know you had officially joined. <laughs> I officially joined last week, although... Do you have like a pen or something? Like a lapel pen? I have no idea what that actually entails. I tried to join. The online system kicked me out, which is just so I'm like, oh, God. my sign. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I might still have to fill out more paperwork because it didn't... Does it cost money? Yeah, it does cost money. It's similar to like what dues would be for maybe a little bit more than a junior league type of situation. But yeah, I did join the chamber and I hope it's a good investment. But I mean, I know based on uh, some easy math that literally if it only resulted in one client, it would more than pay for itself. So my, uh, I'm clearly my mother's daughter. She got invited. I literally don't even know how by someone in town to come to a chamber event to just like get to know people. And it was like a small business chamber event or whatever. I think it's the same one that you joined and she decided to go, which I was really proud of her because she was like getting out of her comfort zone. And she was telling me how it went. She was like, you know, they did what everyone hates. Well, most people hate, I feel like. And it was this exercise that they did where they're going to pick someone at, Oh, you draw a name out of a hat And if it's your name, you need to come up to the front and like pitch your business like it's a commercial. And mom was like, I swear to God, if they pick me, I will leave. Like if they pick me, I will leave. And so she's sweating. She's like, I'm not doing this. Like she 
I don't mind public speaking, actually. I wouldn't have liked doing that. Right. But if I'm prepared, if I know what I'm doing, I can do it. She doesn't like to do any of it, no matter how prepared she is. She doesn't even like to do like record a video, like a video testimonial for someone. She's had to do that before. And it took her like three days. Like it was, it's just, she just doesn't like doing it. And so they did not pick her name, luckily. But she's telling me this after the event. And she was like, so literally, I will never go back. So her person who invited her messaged her and was just like, did you like it? Blah, blah. And she was honest with them. She was just like, I'm not coming back. That is not my vibe. That gives me more anxiety than it's worth. Like if there's a risk that they do that at least once when I show up, I'm not coming. And so she she doesn't go. She's not going. (laughs) I was like, I fully support that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, and maybe you guys listening will relate to this, but I saw something pop up and I won't say the organization's name because I feel like that's not helpful, but there was an organization that I had previously thought about joining that also like popped up on my radar and they have a brunch this week. And like, theoretically there should be more women in business at this event than there would be involving myself in the chamber. But the issue I'm running into because of the type of organization, this one because is of or? the type of the organization okay. this one is, but the issue I'm running into is at this point in our business, it doesn't make sense for me to be in the room with people who are brand new to business. Mm-hmm. Nope. And this other event, while it may have more of my, ideal personality types and people I would jive with, mm-hmm. they're so much more likely to be earlier on in business that I was like, yeah. it's going to be a much bigger waste of my time than yeah. trying to find the personality fit in a room full of people with more established right. business. Might you meet a friend? Yes. But that's not the intention or goal of yours currently. Right. It sounds like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. That sucks because this brunch with mimosa sounds way better. Oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I would go to that. <laughs> yes. But it's fine. I'm breaking out of my comfort zone. I'm really zone. proud of you. I'm really proud of you. And I so appreciate you not dragging me down with you. Like I, you invited me once and I thought about it. And then ultimately I said no. And I know I could come to anything if I asked and inserted myself. And I am, I'm good. <laughs> I know. I know you're good. She knows. She knows. I you know if something particularly sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is perfect segue into our conversation today. I think this conversation has gotten a resurgence lately. I have just for the first time heard about it in the last couple of weeks, but in my little tiny bit of research before this term that I'm going to talk about today and the whole idea, the whole concept has actually been around since 1989. And so it is not new. It is just in a current trend right now, but I think no matter how trendy, I think it is very worthwhile to discuss and to integrate into your life. So today I want to talk about the idea of finding a third place. So if you haven't heard of this, the third place is a term which is actually originally coined by a U.S. sociologist in 1989. He wrote a book called The Great Good Place, and it describes the place outside of your home or work where you can relax and hang out. And I think one of the interesting things about why this conversation is having a resurgent, I think for two reasons. I think one, with a lot of workplaces choosing to go remote or hybrid at least, but even more remote. And people working from home willingly has obviously drastically increased in the last few years, not just due to COVID, but because of industry shifts. 
But I think also within the idea that people are even recognizing sometimes that they're, if they're involved in a church or not, that sometimes a church can't even serve as a third place. And and I want to kind of break that down a little bit, not necessarily just from the church aspect, but you might think that you have a third place, but if there is a power dynamic at play within that space, it does not technically qualify as a third place. So I want to talk about it and I want to go over ideas of how you can find your own and why it's important. I think I have a little bit of a third place, but per these Kind, not like hard and fast requirements, but for some of these standards, my place doesn't fully yet apply as a third place, but there are things I can do to make it a third place. So I'll be interested to hear what that place is for you. I definitely know of like the idea and the concept of it, but have struggled to figure out what mine would look like. Yeah. And I think this is also interesting to have because, so the concept is like, we spend most of our lives at work or home, but what do you do when you need a third place, somewhere you feel happy, comfortable with friends, fun, and no judgment, especially as loneliness and isolation is rising, partly due to the pandemic, but also just behaviors of different generations. I think it's really important to be mindful of this. Um, My friend group and I have always kind of joked around of how like, We truly would love to just like have a plot of land and have a bunch of houses on this land or in a neighborhood. And we all live together and we help raise kids and do chores and household duties. And we kind of got a semi very, very micro experience of that when we had some guests over the holidays for a little over two weeks. And it was honestly fantastic. Like there were child sharing duties, there were cooking, sharing duties, grocery shopping, cleaning, like And we didn't even need to delegate. Like it just naturally happened like that. So I can only imagine with an actual structure, like what could actually come from that. And so that's obviously in a home, but I think this third place scratches that need of fulfillment as a whole human that those kind of things also serve. Do you think you have a third place? Not at this point in my life. I do actively attend a church. However, I... Am not in terms of demographic, the typical demographic. And so I think it is a third place for my spouse, but not for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So this one says, just to kind of break this down a little bit more, and then I'll go into characteristics. So your first place is obviously your home, a private and domestic space. Your second place is your work. However, a lot of us have our first and second place, the same physical place. And I think that that's throwing a really big wrench in the normal dynamic of this quote unquote third place. This article that I'm reading right now is from 2019. So it's pre-pandemic. So keep that in mind. I would love to see in the coming years how this kind of shapes out to be for people who truly need somewhere to get out of their home and to live and exist as a different type of human being. Yeah, I definitely have seen articles of talking about the small town vibe. I think for for those of you who grew up in a small town, this may feel more normal because there was naturally places people would gather. You know, it could have been a barber shop down the street or Mm -hmm. a community center or, you know, a rec or any of those things. Like I remember growing up, like you'd see people at the YMCA, like Mm -hmm. literally all the time. And I think at various points in my life, I had other places that served as that. Like in high school, I literally was at the bowling alley (laughs) every day, Mm -hmm. um, which sounds so nerd, but um, (laughs) I met a lot of great friends. And the funny thing is, 
the people I met in school didn't necessarily stick, but the people I met at the bowling alley, like some of them still check in with me today. So, yeah. So third place is an anchor of the community and it's usually a public setting. So not book club at someone's house. I think this is a strong requirement in my opinion that it does need to be a public setting that hosts frequent and informal gatherings of people. Again, in my opinion, I don't think that space needs to host those events, but it needs to be able for you or a group of people to be able to hold small events there. Most people are loyal to their place and return regularly to unwind and socialize. And it's best if it's located close to your home or work. Again, kind of that small town vibe. Can you walk to it? Is it a really short drive? Your hangout spot could take the form of a coffee house, pub or bar, book club, beauty salon, local library, or the dog park, anywhere that builds community and shares the following common attributes, which is what I'm going to go through next. So mine is starting to shape out to be a coffee house. It's this the place where I go to write frequently, and it checks a lot of the boxes of the characteristics or the attributes that I'm going to go over. And there's a couple that I think I could take some actions to strengthen it. So There's eight characteristics for a third place. So look for these when choosing your next hangout. First, it has to be a neutral ground. So this is kind of when I talked about how I don't think in these days a church can serve as that. People are there because they want to be there. There's that. But they're free to come and go with no consequence. There are no financial, political, or legal ties and invitations aren't needed. And so again, depending on how you approach church and within your community, it could serve as that for you or not. But even if you don't return to your third place for days or weeks, your return will be greeted with enthusiasm. It's a refreshing reprieve reprieve from your first and second places, which are often structured and require a time commitment. But if you waltzed into your work or home after days of unexplained absence, you'll likely be met with divorce papers or termination notice rather than a cheerful welcome. So there can be a space in your return and it's welcomed totally fine. Okay, so it's a leveling place. A third place accepts people from all walks of life. It's a level, unpretentious place where economic and social statuses do not matter. So I take this as you shouldn't have to pay to enter this space. It should be free. It should be anyone can literally come in. So this is why I don't consider my workout place a third place because it is pretty expensive to join. It's really small and intimate and there's no like conversing. It is you come there to work out and then you leave. Oh, interesting. My workout place, because it's the community center, it's economically very affordable. And there's even options to go for free or reduced pay. And so the socioeconomic range is dramatic, like in a very, very positive way. Yeah. Like, you'll and see so is everyone. the experience of my coffee shop. So I think that there could be some coffee shops that don't fit this bill. And then there are some that can So it basically means that the commonality thrives among the people. Without status and class, you remove that stress and contention from the atmosphere. Okay, conversation is the focus. This isn't how I treat my coffee shop because I go there to deliberately work independently and privately, but I do think there are some things I could do to tweak that. So playful conversation is the main activity in a third place. The tone is usually good-natured and lively, and the conversation is likely to be stimulating and engaging. These are places where humor and wit can run freely, and people are open to sharing their ideas and dreams. I think if I deliberately decided to host a book club at my coffee shop, it could kind of check that box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, they're accessible and accommodating. So meaning they're conveniently located, ideally within walking distance of your home. In Here in the Midwest, we don't really have many places like that. So mine's a very short drive. 
they have long hours with no reservations needed. So my place is open as early as six in the morning and it closes at 7 p.m., which is kind of a bummer. But the area of town where my coffee shop is, there's a wine bar literally right next door that's going to be opening up soon that I think could serve as like my nighttime third place if I wanted it to be. They often have free or inexpensive food or drink to accompany good conversation, although that's not essential. Okay, this is my favorite because this happened to me probably around fall, early fall, late summer of last year. And it's something I've always wanted to have happen to me. And it has, and I'm very excited. At this third place, you become a regular. You are known by the people who work there. They know your name, your order, where you like to sit or different things that are about that atmosphere. They know that they are connected with you. So host of regulars that habitually return there, they're an important part of the mood and atmosphere of the place. Although it should be easy to find a familiar face in your third place, you're also welcome to newcomers, but regulars are also there to help new people feel welcome and encouraged. And I tell you what, when my favorite barista remembers my name and my order, and we also talk and care about how'd your weekend go, how were your holidays, and we have past the, hey, how's your day kind of going conversations, I realized I was untapping a new level of this place. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I'll be interested. I imagine other people have the same issue, but so I have ideas for where my place could be or what this could look like for me, but I have some like severe safety concerns for myself, my well being. And part of that, I don't have, there's no way to escape it. It's like I moved to a better part of town, but I'm on a interstate highway and there's crime everywhere. And this is not a judgment on the community I live in or where I chose to reside. But like in the last 24 hours, there was two robbings at gunpoint within a mile and a half of my home and a car chase that resulted in a crash a half a mile from my house. And I don't feel personally safe leaving after dark after all of the shootings that have happened within a 10 minute proximity of my home. I feel very safe in my home, but I've had burglaries and robberies like in my vicinity, not only in my neighborhood, but in several accompanying neighborhoods. And it's very hard because I think what people are craving, especially after all the isolation of the last couple of years, is community and connection. And I don't want to be in a position ever where I am purposefully picking a community solely because I can feel safe. Like part of me living here is living in a more diverse part of town intentionally because I think it's important to be a part of multiple cultures and also be a part of change and creating more safety for others. But it feels like a catch 22 of either choosing to be safe or choosing to potentially be in a very demographically narrow environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, and my headspace is just entirely different where we live in a very, very urban area and there's those exact crimes literally every day over here. I does it doesn't concern me at all. I mean, I feel more unsafe in very suburban areas that are stereotypically safe, but it's just a different headspace that I have. And I'm I'm not out at night a lot because I don't see very well at night. But I also know that I could ask Brian to like drive me and drop me off somewhere and it would be totally fine. But I could absolutely walk around like our downtown center in our town, not the city downtown center, but ours at night by myself and feel totally fine. Okay, a couple other characteristics. So they keep a low profile. So they're wholesome and homely. They're usually located in a physically plain and modest space. They're not snobby. They're not extravagant. Your third place should be comfortable and approachable like a living room for the community. And so I feel like where you might kind of compare apples to oranges here is I would see a community center serving as a great third place, but not a country club, for example. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Okay, so a couple other things. It has a playful atmosphere. So when you enter the third place, you're met with a spirited mood that makes you want to come back time and time again. There's no tension. There's no animosity that can often mar out of our first or second place. Instead, you'll find laughter, lively conversation, and witty banter. So it's just the atmosphere that's jovial. And then finally, it's a home away from home. A third place has the same feelings of warmth and belonging as you'll find in your own home. It should feel safe and steady, and you may feel regenerated after spending time here. You may even feel a sense of ownership or that a piece of yourself is firmly fixed in your place, but mostly you'll just feel at home. And this comes for me when I have two favorite spots to sit in my hopeful third place, the coffee shop that I go to. And now it's becoming known to my favorite barista where my two favorite spots are. And he will like eyeball them out for me. And it's like, oh, like your spot's open if you want to go set your stuff down and I'll bring your coffee to you or something like that. So there's like deeper connection and knowing there. Those are all the characteristics of a third place. So if you've kind of thought about a place that you've been maybe acting as a third place or you want to turn into a third place, those are some things you can kind of run through and see, does it check those boxes or are there things that you can do to make it there? Obviously you can't change a whole atmosphere of a place or you can't change the location of a place, but you can change what you do in that place and how you interact with other people there. Yeah. I think if you're striving for more connection, it's important. I think the proximity thing is probably the part that I, encourage you guys to like really lean into the most because I've often found that I've found connection but ultimately felt disconnected because the connection I found was so far removed from like my normal stomping grounds like you want to feel like you could just pop in you know Mm -hmm. and if the pop in option is like if you have to intentionally go out of your way to get there like it's not gonna feel the same, I think, as it could as if it's literally like in your quote unquote neighborhood or your little town or the area you live in. And so I I think think proximity is important. I agree. I think that they're like a great stepping stone to this is even if you're ideally your third place is open like 365. It's not seasonal. However, I do think our farmer's market down the street from us in the same area that my coffee shop is in served as a third place for us for many years. We would remember vendors. They would remember us. They would remember Penny. We would go on weekends and we would go there not just for fruits and veggies, but we would go to literally hang out and talk to people and do activities and be outside, which is another aspect that's really great public space, it's free to attend, all of those things. And so I think if you're looking for like, let's just test being committed to a third place, even something like a seasonal event space or market like that could serve as that for you. A dog park, a theater, like whether there's like a communal hangout in some sort of space or free workshops that you could attend. You could even consider like, what if there's like a yarn store down the street from you and they host like Saturday, like DIY classes or whatever, like that, like if it's free or easy to go into, like it could be anything. And I think being intentional about finding that community for yourself is important. Well, did the article you run across talk any more about specifically the benefits? Because I think as much as people crave community sometimes they can get so overwhelmed by it that they start avoiding it. So let's talk about why it can be such an essential part. Well, this article here kind of breaks it down into two sections. So it's talking about like literally just what the third place serves as you as the 
it allows you to switch off from the daily worries of life. It allows you to kind of like be in a different space. If you're starting over in a new city or want to make new friends, finding a third place and being actively going to that place frequently can help you literally meet more people and extend your bubble. Isolation, though, is the key to what they're talking about here. And again, this was in 2019. So these are non-pandemic statistics, okay? So they even called out the age of isolation here and talked about recent studies of nearly half Americans feel alone. Half of Americans feel alone. A third of Britain suffer from loneliness and 40% of people in the UK over 65 said that their pet or television is their main source of companionship. While more than half a million people under 40 in Japan haven't interacted with anyone or left their house in at least six months. That's bananas to me. We're suffering from a global epidemic of loneliness again, pre-pandemic. So imagine how these stats would read now. And it's literally bad for our health. Chronic loneliness can cause a reduction in lifespan similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah. Chronic loneliness. So like, don't catastrophize where you're at right now. We we might not all be dealing with chronic loneliness, but lonely people are also more likely to have problems with drug abuse, depression, and sleeping. Yeah. Being a part of community is such an essential part of your well-being. And I know Emily and I have over the years focused on you as a holistic person, but if you want to do well in business, you got to take care of you first. And and part of that is being in the right headspace, being in the right mood. And if you're not inserting those recharge moments, it can feel really isolating. And so don't feel like you have to be perfect at any of this. Don't feel like don't judge your place over someone else's. Like, right. It's your choice to go after and go at the speed that makes sense for you. But I do think it's essential to develop outside relationships. And uh, I think part of the conversation that I haven't heard enough people doing studies on, and I don't have any personal experience with this, but I know people who've dealt with this. So whatever your job was pre-pandemic or however it was structured, do you guys remember the like the era of especially tech jobs, but a lot of jobs would do this where they were enticing, it was a benefit listed where it was like free snacks ping pong table, like yeah. a Rista coffee bar, like all of these cool things to have in your actual workspace environment. Well, now with a lot of places choosing to go virtual and commercial real estate, which is a whole other conversation. I saw this incredible article about like how much like taxes are being impacted because there are so many abandoned commercial real estate and how like small governments or governments in and of themselves are going to have to start figuring out where that money can come from because it's not coming from real estate taxes. But that's a whole other conversation. But people are realizing that the only third place which doesn't even qualify as a third place, that a lot of people had were the interactions they were having in their workspace, especially if it was like one of those environments. Maybe free drinks, happy hour at the workplace, ping pong table tournaments after work, middle of the day. There's yoga, there's gyms, there's childcare sometimes. Your whole world, your whole ecosystem could live and breathe within this work environment in some places. But what people are realizing is that Your work community should not be your only community. It should not even be your primary community. And the needs that we have for people that are outside of the workspace to fulfill us as a whole ass person is a lot bigger than we've all maybe realized. And we're all kind of being forced to see as those community type 
workplaces have been shut down or have been really trimmed back, or maybe they still exist, but you've chosen to stay home. There's that itch that we didn't know maybe that we still need to scratch. And I encourage you, if you're in an environment, you know, maybe even your partner or your family or in an environment where their workspace is like that, really encourage them to draw out to find their own actual identity within a third place that's not that. I think the big thing too is not to judge somebody else's, like especially a partner or someone really near and dear to you. Because I used to make a lot of assumptions about what my partner would find fulfilling or not fulfilling because based on my own things that I needed and we just need really different things Mm -hmm. and we need them from really different people. And that's totally cool. And he's got a thriving group of people that he leans on and talks to and communicates with. And I'm still working on mine and Mm -hmm. I I've had them in the past and they tend to kind of ebb and flow throughout my life, depending on what I'm hyper involved in. And so I encourage you to just, it's okay to not know what it's going to look like (laughs) and, and not feel super connected to something right now and be intentional about it. I know my therapist and I have chatted about what it's like to go after community and friendships and belonging. And we can put so much emphasis on this, which I think it is important. It is important. But we also don't have to feel like we need to tackle it all at once. And it's like, it can be as simple initially as like, do you just want to reconnect with an old friend and take them to coffee? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to grab lunch with someone you do care about that you haven't seen in a while? You can like step into these things gradually. It's really easy to feel like you need to go zero to a hundred and like Mm -hmm. really submerge yourself somewhere else. But we all have had this collective experience that makes us all feel really disjointed and disconnected. And so rather than feeling like we're the only one alone in it, like use that as an opportunity to connect because everyone is feeling the isolation and the you've withdrawn from communities. That how do we reintegrate ourselves? Yeah, how do you reintegrate? Cause we're, mm-hmm. cause it's, as much as I think initially we were all craving it to go back to normal, I think we can all collectively agree that there's a new version mm-hmm. and it's different. And while there are similarities to the way we used to live, it will always be different. And so like, what does this new version of you need? And you can be a hundred percent of a new you and not necessarily mm-hmm. lacking this other version of yourself. Definitely. Well, if you have a third place and if you've had it for a minute and really were intentional about finding it, I would love to hear your strategies or what your third place is. So please go DM us on Instagram at Boss Project and let me know all about your third place. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. 
I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.